0: good afternoon welcome to money tips this is Charles Kelly I want to talk to you today about the general turmoil going on here in in the UK and I don't think it's just restricted to to this country by the way but what I'm seeing at the moment is strikes gas shortages fuel going up through the roof higher interest rates inflation and it all points to what we used to call a winter of discontent and recession now I I can remember uh, back quite a while ago when Uh, many years ago decades ago when we had this thing called a winter of discontent where you know the unions were on strike there was rubbish piling up uh we had a three-day week at one point in the 70s where lights went out during certain days and and factories uh in in those days we had quite a big manufacturing base here in the uk they they were literally having to close down and and run a three-day week so big employers that use a lot of power had a three-day week because there was power shortages due to coal miners strike and that sort of thing. And in in those days, most of the power stations were uh, uh, fueled by by coal that we produced in this country. Now we've sort of shut a lot of the mines down and we're, we're trying to go green, but they're actually planning to open up some coal mines again and get them moving again, because we don't want to be dependent on Russian gas. So I remember these days when there w- w- was all this discontent and it actually brought down the Conservative government. So between the unions and and the party they fund, which is the Labour Department, they managed to create enough turmoil to literally bring down a government. It was the Ted Heath government, uh, the Conservative government at the time. And then, we, then, then they had a general election, Labour come back into power. And then you had Jim Callaghan who nearly bankrupted the country. They, they literally had to go to the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, cap in hand, uh, to, to, to get a loan. Uh, the country was in, in chaos. Then Margaret Thatcher came to power uh, for the Conservatives, and she literally clipped the wings of the of the unions to, to reduce the powers that they had. Because at that time, they could uh, come out, say, say the rail workers, we've got the rail workers out and strike at the moment, but the rail workers would go out and strike. And then the coal miners would go out, come out in sympathy and they would uh, you know say well if our brothers are out and strike our comrades as they used to call them we're going to come out as well so you could have three or four unions coming out and strike to cause a national strike and then they could they could go and picket. they could have pickets where they would stop people going into a factory and and this was called secondary picketing so you could go and join a picket line that had nothing to do with you she she outlawed that and, and basically changed the way they had to vote for things and, and 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 really curbed some of their power. The Conservatives were then in power for 17, 18 years. The, the Labour came in then under Tony Blair and he restored some of these powers to unions. So we have this position in the country where uh, governments can stay in, in power for you know, 10, 15, 18 years and then people vote them out again. So we've got the Conservatives have been in power here since 2010 and they seem to be coming to the end of 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 the line in terms of their popularity and and people are i think are going to try and probably vote them out at the next election boris had two bruising defeats in last night in by elections by election is where an mp has had to step down or dies and then they have an election to to uh, uh elect a new mp for that seat alone but they had two by elections at the same time and one of them was in Devon, where they've lost a big majority of 24,000 and lost to the Liberal Democrats. So it's not looking good for Boris and it's not looking good at the moment for Conservatives unless they can change things and turn things around. And the biggest thing that people vote with is their pockets, right? Their wallets. If, if things are tight and they're, they're suffering and, and they haven't got much money and the, the economy's tight, then they will vote for another party thinking that that will make things better. So unless Boris can turn things around in the next couple of years, it looks like it could be curtains for Boris. It could even be curtains for him sooner because his own party might vote him out and, and, and replace him with a new leader. So what what I'm seeing is that there's still a lot of turmoil to come. And personally, I think this has been orchestrated by uh, Tony Blair and Akir Starmer to disrupt things and, and create turmoil in the country and then people will just blame Boris for everything. And it might sound like I'm a bit biased, but I can see what's going on you know, behind the scenes. At the moment, we've got a rail strike this week. So, you know, millions of people have had their weeks disrupted. They couldn't get to work. Uh, and I know a lot of people can work from home, but there's some people who can't work from home. They need to get to work like nurses, doctors. What about them? What about teachers who have to get to work? But the rail unions have gone ahead with this strike and it looks like it could go on further. Uh, More industrial action is threatened by them, by other workers. We've got university lecturers currently on the sort of work to rule. We've got teachers threatening strikes. We've got BA, uh, BA workers, baggage handlers going to go on strike this summer. That will disrupt, you know, millions of passengers. So things are not looking good. And the US and China, biggest economies in the world are stalling. China's in a lot of problems. We don't hear much about China because they don't publish news like we, we get here when everything's a bit more transparent. But in China, we've got a debt crisis. We've got the economy slowing down. They're locking people up with um, these restrictions for you know what, um, and you know, the, the, their manufacturing economy is slowing down. That's creating a problem, a supply chain problem here. And then of course, we've got, you know, the war going on in Ukraine, uh, and this is affecting Germany because it looks like Germany could start bringing in uh, restrictions on power uh actual saying well you know we're gonna to have to shut down power for certain days of the week that it, it looks like this could really happen and, and that would be disastrous for the, the german manufacturing based economy and as i said we had this in 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 the 1970s uh, we had the oil, the arab oil crisis as well where all prices shot up all prices are very high at the moment so there's a lot of parallels that we can see between that and recession and at the same time, rip-roaring inflation. So if if we don't solve these problems, then we are definitely, we're in recession at the moment, and we're going to head further into recession. That's US, China, Germany, much of Europe, and of course, the UK. Now, stock markets at the moment fell last week. I was talking about this, and they have been falling, but they've recovered a little bit this week. Um, You know, the, the NASDAQ is up a little bit, I mean I can just show you my, my phone here the Nasdaq and, and it's all in blue here at the moment but that just tells you what it's done today so the Nasdaq is up a couple of percent today but if you look at the longer term trend of the Nasdaq then it doesn't look good I mean if I look at say the last six months and and you look at the chart of how the Nasdaq has been doing it's not really been doing well it looks more like a, a downhill skier uh, so that's where it was it's, it's just going down really so it's not looking great uh, and and most of the stock markets are quite quite a bit down Nasdaq I think is down about 30 percent since its high last year the S&P and the Dow Jones not much much different and even the darling of the the, the Nasdaq Netflix is is uh, not immune to to this downturn in the economy they've lost uh, millions of subscribers and they're laying off workers uh, right now they are one of the fangs the uh the 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 big five if you like of like you know your facebook's your google's netflix uh that, that have propped up the nasdaq and 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 this is this is one of the companies it's been a great company obviously but it's, it's now suffering a bit of competition people are tightening their belts uh people are saying well do i need to pay this subscription and sky and disney plus so people are and, and basically bear in mind Net, netflix is not a big amount of money to spend ten pounds ten dollars a month it's not a huge amount of money but people are still cancelling subscriptions so it must show that people are are feeling the pinch as it were and things things are tight so we know that inflation is at 40 year high and central banks are forced have been forced to to raise interest rates to, to to push down inflation but you know they can't go too far because if they keep pushing up pushing down uh pushing up interest rates, they themselves will be paying more interest on their debt. And that brings me on to interest payments, just in the UK this is. Now I'm sure in the US it's worse than this, but interest payments paid by the government, well they say the government, but it's the taxpayers paying for it really, for last month. Do you know how much the interest they paid on their debt last month, not for the year, not for the decade, for last month? Have a guess. Have a guess, I'll, I'll put you out of misery. 7.6, not million, billion. 7.6 billion, 7,000 million pounds was paid in interest last month in May by the UK government, and that's up by 3 billion. So it's nearly doubled since since, uh, last year. Now I've, I've worked out that's about 245 million pounds a day. So if you think of your credit card, um your your credit card payment how much the interest is this is like mega interest um and and interest payments you know have totaled now 14 billion just in this financial year well the financial year only started the month before last in april and we've already spent 14 billion and that, that's up by 10 billion more than than it was last year so taxpayers will ultimately have to fund this through higher taxes through um you know further borrowing and then further uh, payments and and, and that's where people are feeling the pinch because the government would like to be able to reduce taxes, but it needs these taxes just to cover the interest. And, and of course, this comes out of the, you know, the, the, the situation from the last two years where, you know, the economy was shut down and they had to just keep sending people money just to, to survive. Uh, so everyone was cheering at that time. They thought, you know, Boris and, and Rishi Sunet were wonderful because they're sending me all this money. But now that money's stopped, and the economic re- realities are setting in people don't like them so much and now they're they're, they're calling them the enemies you know so it, it's funny how people have short memories and things can change just just like that now, i know there's been other problems with the government but you know these problems are worldwide basically uh, so we're getting back to, to where i was then um that's 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 where it's going so we can see a lot of problems ahead uh, a lot of um you know, look at look at this. I mean, people are buying less at supermarkets. They've actually done a survey of the BBC and showed how people are going into supermarkets to shop, but they're buying less food. They're shopping around. There's, there's more use of food banks and that sort of thing. So genuine, genuinely, people are feeling the pinch. Now I know that the media would have you believe that everybody is cash-strapped, and that's not true because people are still going on holiday. They're still buying cars. There is a disparity between the people who've got money and they're okay, and and perhaps even saving money by working from home more and and the people at the bottom end where they've got no savings they've got no money in the bank and things are tightening up now and they, they are fine they are really feeling the pinch so um now there is something that's going on and that's interest-free loans to help the financially vulnerable there is a treasury-backed scheme offering interest-free loans to financially uh, strapped people in various parts of the uk They plan to help about 20,000 people, which is a bit of a drop in the ocean. But these schemes will be run by credit unions and other lenders uh, with with an aim to give people emergency loans where they need money and who would not normally be able to get a loan from a bank. Why? Because they can't afford the interest. So they would, a bank and a a credit company like Wonga might look at their income and, and say, well, can they really afford this? And the answer would be no. So then they can go to what's called a credit union and get these emergency top-up loans. Now they're not going to be huge, generally between about a hundred and two thousand pounds. Uh, only available to people who've been turned down uh, initially for a loan. And the average amount borrowing will probably only be about five hundred pounds. And they can borrow it for six to eighteen months, and it will be interest-free. Average time is expected to be twelve months. And they can't have more than one loan. But this was a pilot scheme in Manchester. It's now gonna be rolled out to various parts of the country. So it's good news. Now credit unions are interesting because most people don't know anything about credit unions. When they they need a loan, they go to a bank, they go to to Wonga and these online lending companies that charge huge interest rates, something like 40, 50% per annum and even more. Or they go to payday lenders that are charging, you know, five or 6% a day. Uh, which, which is huge when you calculate that over the year so if you need a loan go to credit unions maybe it's not going to be interest free but the, the, the interest will be much lower now just google credit unions or you might have one in your town uh, they generally don't have big branches like banks you know but uh, they are very useful and they're a kind of a not-for-profit type of organization that uh, help people in need now you can't go and get a mortgage from them. you can't go and get a car loan you know, for £50,000 from them, but they, they do help with more micro loans to help help people out. And, and I, I think that, that's something you've got to look at. You've got to look at ways of, of tightening your belt and saving money and, and not getting into debt, but trying to pay off your debt during during these tough times. Uh, because, you know, things are not, I don't think things are going to get easier uh, in, in, the, in the coming months. And, you know, you, you've got to look at ways of, of either saving money or earning more money uh, if, if what you're bringing in is not covering what what is going out and you're not living within your means then you've got to do something about that you've either got to cut down your expenses or you've got to go and earn some more money now fortunately there's lots of part-time jobs available you know, there are lots of companies that need staff so maybe you, you might have to do a job in the evening just like migrants do when they come to this country they work two or three jobs a day and they work seven days they don't think about having weekends off i know lots of migrant people that in this country that regularly work seven days a week they don't have days off they don't sit at home watching tv all the time they're they even in the evenings they're they're doing something they're working or they're studying to improve themselves so that they can get back um, you know earn more money so as Jim Rohn used to say if you will improve everything will improve for you if you will become better if you will improve yourself you will improve your chances and and make yourself more valuable to the marketplace by by studying now that doesn't mean going back and and doing a a degree in philosophy for the next five years on the open university you can study very short courses you can take courses to just get your get a new skill i mean i'm just thinking off the top of my head now but bookkeeping for instance bookkeepers earn quite good money uh they, they can regularly charge a freelance bookkeeper 25, 30 pounds an hour to do books, to, to do your payroll and that sort of thing. Now, you could you could do a bookkeeper's course where you could learn to become reasonably skilled at bookkeeping within three, six months, maybe a year at the most to become a skilled bookkeeper. And, and then you'd have a skill that you can sell in the marketplace. You would be able to go and earn good money, certainly more money than you would in an unskilled job. And that's just one thing. I'm not saying go and become a bookkeeper. But find an an industry that that you like working in, find something you like doing, that you enjoy doing. Obviously, if you hate figures, you wouldn't Mm. be sitting down doing someone's VAT all day, because that would just, it would drive me nuts. I wouldn't, I would never like to do that. But, um, you know, my sister uh, is a a bookkeeper. She's a part, she's a part qualified. She's not a chartered accountant, but she, she spent years studying in the evening, to get some accountancy qualifications. I can't remember what the qualifications is called. She's not a chartered accountant, but she's got some accountancy qualifications and she can do bookkeeping. So since then, she's never been out of work. And she, she went from having a job in a company at this level to that level because she studied and improved herself, gained a new skill and made herself more valuable to the marketplace. So if you're on minimum wage now, that is probably uh, what, that job is worth, it's worth minimum wage. And, and you can't say to your boss, well, I want more than the minimum wage, when the boss said, well, that's what the job is worth. So if you're working in KFC, just doling out chicken, um, then they're probably going to pay you near the minimum wage or just above it. Or if you're uh, serving coffee in a, in a cafe, they're probably not gonna pay you huge amounts of money. Now, if you, if you can get yourself to a position where you, you're more valuable to the marketplace, uh, and, and get a job which then does pay more rather than saying, well, I'm you know, complaining about what you're earning in that minimum wage job. Do you see what I'm saying? You've got to improve yourself before you, you can uh, get out there and earn more money. Now, maybe some of you are saying, well, I've, I've got a degree and the only job I can get is working in Starbucks. Well, yeah, that might take time. You know, so some young people have found that they can't get the job that suits their degree. But some of these degrees can be a little bit vague in terms of what's needed in the marketplace now obviously if you've got a law degree and there are tens of thousands of lawyers out there um, qualifying every year because it's a popular course it might be difficult to get a job with a top law firm but with a law degree you can get other types of job treasury employ thousands of lawyers lots of companies want lawyer law qualified people but it might be it might be difficult to become a solicitor or get yourself a pupillage in a solicitor's firm or become a barrister so yeah some of those people with degrees are not necessarily getting the job they want uh but you know i mean i'll give you another example my son had a degree in music technology uh, but he found that it was very difficult to work in that industry the the money wasn't good the, the hours were long there wasn't much future in what he was doing so he went back to, 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 to university and got a master's in technology and business and and since then he's never been out of work and he's never looked back since then so he looked at the marketplace and decided well I'm pretty good at this I'm pretty good at technology and he went back and studied uh, with, with my money as it were but uh, you know he took the time to do a master's and then immediately he became more employable and and, and was able to earn more money that that enabled him then to go on to buy a property okay so that's just a little bit advice as to what you can do Uh, it doesn't mean you have to go and study right now there are plenty of part-time jobs where if if you're not earning enough in your own job uh then and you know if you can spend maybe one or two days or one or two evenings a week doing a part-time job you can top up your your income so look this has never been a better time to, to really learn how to manage your money how to control your expenses how to get your finances in order. Now, I can I can teach you more about this in in my private calls and my private community, and, and teach you how to create more wealth and also buy and control property without using your own money. So I'm going to put a link up there to my wealth accelerator call. Uh, it's a free offer. Uh, we do a half hour call on Zoom to, to give you uh, to to really point you in the right direction to give you that focus to to. To really see where, where you can go. Now, the other thing I want to just mention quickly is that you know, some of you may know that I've started my own uh, estate agency firm in, in the Watford, Borehamwood, uh, Elstree, Borehamwood sort of area, uh, South Hearts. We're called Open House South Hearts Limited. Open House South Hearts. Please look at our Facebook page, Open House South Hearts, and give me a thumbs up, give me a like on that page so it improves the algorithms. On, uh, on on Facebook, I appreciate that. And we've got lots of properties there actually that are in, uh, we've got an auction department and we're, we're auctioning quite a few properties, good bargain properties actually, really cheap flats. Some of them are, are cheap because they just want a quick sale. Some of them are cheap because they've got a shorter lease. So the lease needs extending. Now, a lot of people can't get a mortgage on that type of property, but if you can raise the cash, maybe your own cash, maybe using other people's money, you can buy that property with a short lease get the lease extended and immediately add value to the property some of the deals on there are just there because the the vendor it could be a housing association it could be anything it could be they just want a quick sale and they don't want any messing around with the normal way of selling properties so have a look at that that facebook page there's some interesting properties there and if you want to sell your property quickly like you don't want to go through the normal estate agency process of maybe taking months if you just want a quick sale. We've got an auction offer where we can sell your property with no fees. So you won't pay the fee as the vendor selling the property. That's the auction deal I can offer you. Uh, And we can explain that. you'd have to get on a call with me to see how that would work if you want a quick sale. But we've got lots of properties up there and we've got a special summer offer for uh, our our estate agency, Uh, a special deal for for the summer because we're launching this summer. But have a look at the auction uh stuff that i put up on our facebook page if you're interested in those just just message us so thanks for listening have a great weekend wherever you are and stay safe out there and and do learn to manage your money if you need any help click on my link there below thanks very much bye for now